to the NRFB podcast. This week's episode is going to be a first for me and my two mystery guests, which won't be a mystery in about two minutes. <laughs> Today's episode is going to be about our college experience, college advice, and answering some of the questions you guys submitted through the Instagram page. Once again, I'd like to thank you guys for leaving recommendations on what you'd like to hear in the episodes. From last episode, I started implementing Song of the Week. So this week's Song of the Week is going to be Dead Man Walking by Brent Fias. Just like Frank Ocean, I absolutely love Brent Fias. I'm obsessed with his music. His album, F the World, is one of my favorites. And he just released a single about a month and a half ago, like the full-length version. He always released like teasers and stuff, but never the full song. So I've been waiting for this full song to come out. And once it did, I immediately downloaded it. So I'm going to play a snippet right now for you guys. Drop the roof and let the smoke clear. I got diamonds doing tussy slides in both ears. Dice rolling on the Las Vegas strip tonight. Slip that on and we might miss the fight. Fuck a night, I keep the guala in my shorty bag. I hope you guys enjoyed that snippet as much as I did. And now we're going to hop right into the episode and I'm going to introduce my mystery guest. Today's surprise guests are the host of One Brain Cell, Two Bodies. I'm joined today by Kainoa and Angel. Kainoa is a junior at University of Hawaii at Hilo and Angel goes to school with me as a junior at UMBC. Their podcast centers around their fun takes on life, Twitter, they upload every month and can be found on both Instagram and Twitter at 1BC2BDS. The one and the two are spelled out. Kaino and Angel, do you have anything to say? Hey, y'all. <laughs> Hello. It's a pleasure to be on today. Yeah. We had Nayla Bene on our show on our most recent episode, so we're more than happy to be on her podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> doing a little do you have- thing here. What? <laughs> so we're doing a little bit of like an exchange thing here. Period. Yeah, I pay them, they pay me, something like that. Exactly. So, in content. It's symbiosis. Not this. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys have anything you'd like to share that was like something you liked from our podcast we did together for those who didn't listen or who didn't get the chance to? Any highlights? We had a really interesting conversation. I actually quite enjoyed, this was our first episode with a guest and it was a pleasure having you on as our first guest. We had a great time. Um, We had some really good conversations about like our podcasting experience so far. And like, we got to talk about our opinions on ultimatums, which is like pretty cool. Um, And it was fun having you on for the Twitter section as well to like have another person chime in and whatnot. So just all in all, I think it was a pretty fun experience. Um, We talked about like our podcasting experience and tips that we have for people who are interested in starting one out and like things that we wish we knew beforehand. So if you're interested in starting a podcast and you should check it out and like kind of gather our thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a fun episode. Kind of just said pretty much everything I could have said about it. (laughs) But it's fine. We are one brain cell. We have the same thoughts and that's okay. yeah, no, it was definitely a fun time. Um, I enjoyed hearing feedback from Nayla Vinay, who's been listening to our podcast. Um, so I appreciate that part of the episode. The ultimatum discussion was pretty fun. We got to talk about like our childhood experiences with Chuck E. Cheese towards the end. That's always a great time. Um, <laughs> fun time, Nayla Vinay. Thank you for being our first guest. That was your great guest. <laughs> Thank you. And hopefully y'all will be too. We'll see. I don't know. Um, fingers crossed. I'm just kidding. You know y'all how to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I asked my Instagram followers if they have any questions for you guys, since I mentioned you guys are upperclassmen. So your perspective and experience at college have been very different. Um, the biggest difference is that I just haven't had as much. So they asked Um, I have about seven to eight questions here about college, relationships, experience, workload, um, change of perspective. So I'm just going to go down the list and ask you them, and we can try and have some fun discussions about them. Awesome. (laughs) So the first question is, how do you handle slash what is it like to drift away from your high school friends? Oh, we're coming in strong, huh? (laughs) Kenoa, would you like to go first? They only get stronger. 
Oh boy. Oh, okay. nice. Um, well, the drifting process from your high school friends, I don't know. It's so interesting because like you kind of know that this is going to happen at the end of senior year, but like I don't think it's until like your first semester of college that like it really starts to hit you. Like those people that you saw every day and like the things and like the socialization that was part of your daily routine is like never going to happen again. And as you and your friends all go off to different schools, or even if you might go to the same school, you're like in different majors or like in different degree programs and doing different things, you start to realize like, oh geez, we're like really growing up and we like don't have as much time for each other anymore. And like, it's definitely a little difficult at first, especially like for me, all of my close friends went to school. I started at UMBC and all of my close friends went to school in like other places, except for one friend that I had who did go to UMBC, but we weren't super close at the time. And then we kind of like got back together. But like, um, it's difficult at first because you're like, wow, I really miss these people. And you don't want them to think that like you, you know, that you don't want to talk to them anymore just because like you don't have time to. But like, it's always kind of comforting, like being able to talk to my friends from high school and we're still able to like hit, like hit it and like hit the ground running and like pick it pick up right where we left off so that's always comforting like you come to realize that like even though sorry um <laughs> that doesn't usually happen here um that even though you all are not spending time with each other on a daily and like talking to each other on the daily like you used to you still have a lot of love for those people and like you're able to kind of continue your relationships um just with less interaction and so that's something that you kind of come to grips with like as you transition into college I think yeah I definitely agree with some of that my drifting experience so to speak I'm going to put that in quotes kind of actually started before we graduated uh because a lot of my like closer friends like doing different extracurriculars like my closest friend from second grade we did extracurriculars together in high school but those were like the only times we saw each other we essentially had no classes together in high school so we were just seeing each other after school so for that like I got kind of used to it some of my other close friends didn't do the same extracurriculars as me and by the time we got to senior year because I was in a STEM program where essentially your junior year you like picked a track so it was like pre-college where my friends and I like ended up taking completely different classes because we all picked like different tracks basically so I think my drifting process started a little bit earlier and because I took on two million things my senior year um I was part of my mock trials team I was co-captain I was a stage manager for my school's drama club I was doing college classes at my local community college and I had to do like a research practicum for my program that I was in I had so much on my plate that I found myself not really talking to my friends a whole lot and they all had a million things on their plate because they were all side tech kids like myself who had the same research project so we all kind of knew that talking to each other all the time wasn't going to happen and we kind of had like come to terms with that and I went to school I didn't go to school with any of my friends and I knew that was happening like nobody that I was close to ended up coming with me to UMBC and I think a couple of them have started going here now like they transferred here but it doesn't matter because we're in a pandemic and I can't see any of them but uh most of my close friends went to different schools actually the ones who go here I didn't even know we're going here until we got here so I honestly think that the drifting process for me and my friends was pretty smooth. Most of us don't like talk consistently outside of school anyway. So we all knew that like we weren't gonna be talking as much as like sitting in the cafeteria and having lunch with each other and like freshman, sophomore year. So I think we all kind of adjusted pretty well. It It's a little bit weird at first when you realize that like, oh, now I'm in a school with completely new people. I don't recognize any faces. I don't know how to talk to anybody. Um, it takes some adjusting, but it can be pretty easy. It just, you have to like adjust your new surroundings, make new friends, join clubs and things like that. You'll find a new group of people, friends that like you genuinely had connections with before, like before you started school, you'll, you'll still be able to connect with them even if you don't get mm -hmm. to a whole lot. Like 
as you grow, you'll find that you lose friends because you guys develop different interests and you realize that your lives are going in completely different directions. But the genuine friends, that, like the lifelong friendships that really matter can stand the tests of like going to different schools and being into different things. Yeah, that I noticed in college. For yeah, like I've noticed for me, I don't really have a lot of high school friends that I still talk to. Like, I think I maybe have like three or four people that went to my high school that I would still reach out to like on a daily basis. But mm-hmm. all of my friends that I talk to really or that like I've known for a long time are people that I did extracurriculars like outside of school with. Like I've noticed that the people that I see less are like my closest friends now because we've always been used to not being together in school, like not living in the same area. Right. So when we all went to different schools, like it wasn't a transition. It was like, okay, we're still, you know, working around distance and things like that. So it's like, from I didn't feel like I drifted from anything. I just feel like my relationships became stronger with people I never went to school with, mm-hmm. which is weird. <laughs> I see. But yeah. Oh, Angel, you also touched touched a little bit on the next question. Oh, did I? What? Which, <laughs> which is transition. It's about finding your way through a new social dynamic of like what college is like. Social. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, then I guess I'll expand on my last answer where I mentioned that a bit. <laughs> um, like I said before, uh, college is a great place to like find out the things that you're interested in because you have like at least at my school there's like over 200 clubs in very different categories there's like religious clubs and culture cultural clubs there's all sorts of things for like acting debate mock trials anything that you can think of there's probably a club for it at my university which is kind of crazy but um it's a great place to like explore your interests, anything that you've been like kind of interested in but didn't really have the means or the and like the motivation to start doing college is a good place to do it because they just have so many options don't limit yourself to things that you think you're good at I definitely recommend navigating a new social environment is a lot easier if you jump into pretty much anything that you have an interest in because obviously the clubs that you join are going to have people with similar interests and it's a lot easier to make friends if you're like engaging with people who like you have some sort of common ground with and that's not to say you can't make friends that you don't have common ground with but I would definitely recommend like a good way to start is joining clubs put yourself out there you're not going to make friends sitting in your dorm room all day so I do recommend like going to clubs going to events my school did this really nice thing for the freshmen where they had a welcome week where freshmen moved in early. And I think most schools do this. Freshmen moved in early and they had a bunch of events that we were like required to go to to meet other freshmen before everyone else moved in. That's actually where I met Kainoa. Um, We've talked on our podcast briefly, but during welcome week, we found out we had a mutual friend. I went to middle school with her and he went to high school with her. She introduced us to each other and then we learned we had a class together and then things just kind of spiraled from there. But yeah, definitely put yourself out there, join clubs and take on interests that you've never thought about before. You'll definitely find a group of people to like get along with if you venture into different um, areas. I think that Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think that one thing that um, was especially important for me, like coming into social environments in college, which like, didn't really set in for me, like fully until like around November of my like freshman year, like, I really want to stress the fact that like, um, when it comes to college and like the things that you want to do, like, you really kind of are in full control over like, what kind of interests you want to put yourself in. Like, you may have never been on a boat in your life, but if you want to join the rowing team, then go and join the rowing team. Um, and nobody's going to stop you. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, for, for example, um, I, one of the more, like, two of the more, like, pivotal organizations that I was involved in at UMBC um, were the Filipino American Student Association, um, which I didn't end up joining until, like, late November because, like, I was like scared that because um, I'm of like Filipino descent, but I'm not very like in tune with the culture because my family has been here for like a few generations. And like, 
um, my great grandparents who were like immigrants from the Philippines wanted to kind of like assimilate. So they didn't teach their kids a lot about the culture. So um, my grandparents didn't teach my mom very much about the culture because they didn't know very much. And you see it kind of like trickles down. So I was like kind of nervous because I was like, I don't really know anything. And like, I wanted to like reconnect and like learn more about the Philippines and learn more about the various like cultures that exist within the Philippines because it's extremely diverse. Um, but I was like scared that I wasn't going to be accepted. Um, but once I finally kind of like took that jump and I realized that there were like a lot of people in the club who wanted to appreciate Filipino culture and wanted to learn about like Filipino cultures that were not from the Philippines or had no ties to the Philippines at all. Um, it kind of made me feel a little more like if it, it made me feel a little more like brave to like jump in and do it. And then once I finally did, like they were very welcoming and like very good at educating and like very accepting and whatnot. So I really appreciated that. And then like, I also started like dancing in college, um, which was something that I never expected to be able to do. I had like always wanted to dance growing up, but I never really had opportunities to because if you wanted to do it, you kind of had to do it like outside of school and like, dance is kind of an expensive activity to like invest in um so it just never really yeah it was just never really like a full option for me but it was something that i wanted to get more into and there's a hip-hop dance team that's like based out of umbc called major definition that i ended up like they did like free classes every week so i started going and like even though i kind of sucked at the beginning because i had never done it before like i kept pushing and like kept trying to learn more and like practiced and got better. Um, and then I ended up like being able to be on the team in my spring semester. So, you know, I really just think that like one thing is to realize that the only person that's like limiting you in pursuing your interests in college is yourself. Um, so if you want to do something, like go and do it and nobody is going to necessarily stop you. And if you, don't want to do something then you don't have to like if you've been doing like soccer your entire life and you decide that you don't want to do soccer anymore in college like don't do it and like nobody's going to say anything about it um and it's easy to find like social groups that way just by putting yourself out there for things that like you may not have had the opportunity to do before um and you find that people are really like for the most part, I find that people are really non-judgmental and like really chill in college. And like, you have so many opportunities to meet so many different kinds of people that like, you really will find a place where like you fit in, you know? Yeah, that was a, that was a good take on it. I don't, I feel like the way I found friends was just very like, I don't remember exactly how, like I have like vague memories, but most of the people that I've met at college that are very close to me today. Like, I just feel like I woke up one day and they're my friends. Like, I can't remember how I ran into them <laughs> or like exactly like what transpired for us to be friends. I know like some people I met at leadership meets and other people I met through those people, but I feel like in college, a lot of it is just like, you just run into new people so much that you're just constantly meeting people, even oh, if it's sure. not intended. Mm -hmm. Does anybody yeah, else yeah, feel like definitely. you got close to your college friends like really, really quickly? Like I feel like I met somebody. Hello. I feel like I like met some of my college friends at like the dining hall or like ran into them and like like some like on the way to class or something like that. And then next thing you know, I'm in their dorm until 1 a.m. and we're like sharing <laughs> childhood trauma with each other. Like <laughs> um I don't know what it is, honestly. Well, I mean, I think that part of it is just because like all of those kind of like fake social hierarchies and things like that that existed in high school and like prevented us from like talking to yeah, whoever we wanted to. Like, no, yeah, they disappear. They no longer exist. There is no like queen bee in college. There is no most popular girl in school. Like, um, and I feel like it's a lot easier to be your authentic self with people. And you really just attract people who you know, connect with you on a more intimate level, I think, um, because you're able to kind of be yourself unapologetically because who's checking you, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, the next question is a little bit on the heavy side. I mean, it could be for y'all. I don't know. It's not for me, but. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> what would you say about navigating, love that word, navigating college relationships, both romantic and platonic? Hmm. You can be as candid as you would like with this. It's okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, can I go first? Yes. <laughs> So when it so. comes to navigating platonic relationships, I would say the biggest thing is just realizing that like you're an adult and like the person that you're trying to be friends with is also an adult and that you all are both like students with like varying schedules and like different things going on. So like um, if somebody is like busy to if somebody's like super busy to hang out with you a lot, um, I would try not to take it too personally to a degree like you can tell when somebody's like actively avoiding like hanging out with you but like one thing is like something that you have to realize is that like people don't have the same kind of time for each other as they did in high school because everybody's on the same schedule in high school so you know when people aren't doing things but like it could be like 6 p.m for you and you could be like in your rooms like doing homework and then another person could be in class and like in class until nine o'clock <laughs> um and because everybody's schedules are so all over the place like you really have to like get creative with like the ways that you find time so like for creating platonic relationships like um you do like you like grab lunch with each other and stuff like that that adults do with weird yep. like, <laughs> yeah you sure like, do oh, you want to like grab, grab lunch, lunch time? right a lot of it is like centered around like meal times or things like that or like oh there's this event that i heard about on campus you want to go like so um you really just have to kind of get used to the fact that everybody's on a different schedule um and then like don't ever let anybody get in the way of like what you're actually there for like college i think that a big aspect of college is the social aspect but like don't forget that you're all students and like you're trying to get a degree so like if somebody can't hang out with you because they like have a ton of homework like try not to take it too personally and like conversely if you have a lot of homework but like all of your friends want to hang out don't be afraid to tell them that and if they are your friends and they like understand and they're mature then they should be able to respect that um for like romantic relationships, I was in like a romantic relationship in my spring semester. Um, a lot of relationships in college, I feel um, you're not necessarily going to end up dating somebody who like goes to your same campus. So like for me, I was like dating somebody who went to a different school. So like, it's really just a matter of like, it's on the same like, on the same like kind of vein, it's just a matter of like managing your time and like being clear with each other about like when you're available and like, you know, scheduling things and like setting up like times to see each other and whatnot. Um, because like you're both going to be busy and you're both going to have things going on and like you might be involved with something at your school and they might be involved with something at their school if you guys go to different campuses. Um, I can't really speak for like relationships that are like within one campus because I don't really have that experience but um I think that really just a big thing is like managing your time with each other um platonically and romantically and just kind of you know being flexible and like understanding when people like may not be able to hang out with you and things like that yeah yeah I definitely have to agree and in the same like note i suppose uh, communicating is a big deal I, it should always be a big deal even when you're not in college but it becomes a bigger deal as you get older because you and the people that you have relationships with both platonic and romantic are going to be on different schedules like the older you get like you're not going to be it's not going to be the same as like grade school right. like you're not all in classes at the same time with the same people all day right. long like going to be having classes at different times. Like for myself, I have never had a Friday class, but I also am friends with a bunch of STEM majors who all have like Friday labs. So you just have to like navigate those things. And that's where like, especially for your platonic relationships, that's where like the extracurriculars kind of come in because like the people you befriend through extracurriculars are essentially assumingly going to be usually free around the same time at least during your club activities because they join the same org and signed up to do the same events as you but a big part of it is going to be like centered around going to meals yeah like i have a friend um who lives 
in my same building. Her name is Juhi. She, they know. Who's Juhi? <laughs> yeah. So, Period. I, I love Juhi. She lives on the, in the same building as me. She's an RA here, but she doesn't always have time because she's like a double major or whatever. So during like the beginning of the semester, we spent a lot of, a lot of our time hanging out was like going to get food together either in the morning if I could wake up in time or we'd like run to dinner together or like go to the last meal period, which is called late night here. Um, that's essentially what we did. And we'd like go back to our room and eat and we'd like only spend like an hour or two together and then head back to our separate respective schedules. And that's a lot of what like your friendships in college are going to be, especially if you're not like befriending people who are like in your same major, because if you're befriending people in different like colleges, then you're going to have a lot of conflicting schedules because STEM majors all have classes where the humanity majors are free and vice versa, <laughs> at least here. I don't know how every school works, but here that's usually how it goes. Um, and romantic relationships, similar to Kainoa, I haven't dated anyone who goes to my school. Um, I had one relationship and he didn't go here. So it's essentially just going to be about like trying to manage your time and communicating. I think the issue that I came across is when dating somebody who doesn't go to your institution, there can be a lot of miscommunications because you can't see them as often. So it's just important to communicate any grievances that you have and like any issues that you find yourself having with your partner need to be communicated quickly. Uh, that way they don't become a bigger problem than they have to be. Otherwise your relationship will implode on itself. <laughs> that's, that's my advice. Communication and time management, they're important. Uh, like Kainoa said, don't be afraid to tell people you can't do things because you are at school to get a degree. And like the social aspect's important and figuring out like what kind of person you are, all of that's really good. So do your activities, but at the end of the day, you're paying to take classes. So like, don't neglect those. Recognizing that like, you're not a unit with anybody that you meet, like you're all individual people. I think that that's the biggest thing. <laughs> and communicating your individuality and like the things that you have going on with each other. <clears throat> Is everyone okay? Everyone's fine. <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm big chilling. Just doing a, a quick um, little check-in. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. We're good. Not a check-in circle. <laughs> You're not forgiven. We'll talk later. <laughs> um, we'll just we'll just move on because kind of I have a bone to pick. What? Oh my god! <laughs> okay. Um, how is it adjusting to workload? Is it different, the same, or less? You know, do you want to go first or? Um, I I can go first to set like the yeah. So like, because I know. Oh, also, just a precursor for the rest of the episode. Kaino and Angel don't like they edit their podcast, so they're not used to going just in like one straight <laughs> shot. Like I don't edit mine; I just sit down and talk. So like, whatever happens, happens. But they like edit theirs, so if there's any like weird things going on or like we just don't talk for 30 seconds, it's just because I don't know how to edit. So <laughs> this might be really weird for them. Um, it's a little weird because I'm used to being able to just cut things out if I like don't like them, but I know that that's not happening. So I'm a little bit more aware of what I'm saying. And like the <laughs> silences, I'm like, this isn't going anywhere. They just have to sit through it. <laughs> I'm trying my best. It's 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 okay so far. It's it's going great. I just wanted to let the audience know just in case they're like, what's going on? Yeah, Nayla Binet exists in chaos. <laughs> but in a, I just woke up and chose violence. <laughs> I choose violence and, and that's it. Okay. Um I would say like in high school, well, first of all, I don't think I talked about my high school experience yet on my podcast. Ooh. Um I don't know if I will. You have either, really. But I think it'll be a good episode, but, like, I will definitely have to, like, censor it. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But basically, I did not like my high school experience, not one bit. The only good thing about it was the cross, which I already made an episode on. 
and like some friends that I that I made. But <laughs> moving on, um, I found that in high school, like my GPA, my work ethic was very, very like my GPA wasn't low; it was like average. But my work ethic was like on the floor because I didn't like my environment. So when I went to college, and I really, really like this school, like UMBC is the perfect school for me. I started getting like all A's all the time. And sometimes I wasn't even trying. Like, I was surprised at like how, how hard I could work if I liked what I was doing, you know? So I'm not sure if it's the same or more work because it was a difference of me not doing work to me like actually trying. <laughs> so yeah, what would y'all say? Um, well, okay, similar to you, Nailamine, I genuinely did not like my high school experience. <laughs> So I didn't realize this until I was applying to college, but most of my like poor worth ethic in high school had to do with the fact that I was like a STEM kid and I had been like pushed in that direction for most of my life. Like when I was a child, um, my parents had put me in like an engineering program. And then in middle school, I did some computer science things. And then in high school, I did a biology based program. My parents have always made me think that like STEM was the where I had to go. And so I genuinely did not like experience my GPA wasn't the best uh the only real reason I got through high school was because of extracurriculars mm-hmm. like friends I'm not gonna lie they were great too but extracurriculars are really the only thing that motivated me to keep going to school yeah. <laughs> um because I really enjoyed the after school activities that I had taken on so I realized the thing with college so the thing with college is if you find yourself majoring in something you like it is a lot easier to do college. And I'm saying this because people go to college and they pick the majors that their parents want them to pick. And that that is where you find a lot of people who sit here, like they're at school and they spend most of their time talking about how terrible the workload is. It's because mm-hmm. stuff that they're not happy doing. And I almost did that. I think my mom had her way. That's where I would be now. <laughs> I love my mother, but she still wishes I picked a different major. It's fine. Um, but I was when I started applying to college, I was like looking at different schools and I was like, why why am I picking a STEM major? I like I had decided on forensics and then I started doing the applications and I was like, okay, but I don't really want to do that. So I told my parents, I was like, anyway, I'm majoring in communications. I don't know where I'm going yet, but I'm changing my major decision. And my dad was like, Yeah, okay, I guess. And so now here I am and I'm taking classes that I genuinely enjoy and I can spend like hours talking about the things that I'm learning because I'm actually learning stuff because this is stuff that I want to do with my life. So I find that college workload, it can be a lot. Like you'll be sitting, I'm, I'm, so I spend a lot of my time writing papers. Like I pumped out a three page paper in like three or four hours one night. Um, but Me too. <laughs> the, the humanities majors do a lot of writing. And for the STEM kids here, they think that it's impossible. But honestly, if you're writing about something that you enjoy writing about, it doesn't feel that hard. Uh, it, it's like a tedious process. And like some teachers will give you unnecessary amounts of work. Yes. But if you're doing stuff that you like, it doesn't feel as bad as high school. And I find that a lot of people don't like high school or like yeah, don't like high school specifically because they're teaching everyone the same thing. And a lot of them don't have interest in their general core classes that everyone's required to take. So yeah, college can be a lot of work, but also there are resources available to you. You have to learn how to find them. Nobody's going to handhold you through college, but there are resources. Like my school, they have a writing center where you can go and receive help. They have TAs in a lot of some of the harder classes and like professors are openly willing to talk to you and they their office hours are open for you if you need help but you have to be willing to go and get it like no one's gonna tell you hey come to my office because you're failing unless you're in like the language department my language department they're really sweet there's only four professors and they like love all of the students but most departments you have to go and reach out to your professor if you want help but they're willing to help you just need to go look for the resources yeah um I think that that last bit kind of resonates with me. I want to say, like, okay, um, personally, I didn't actually have that horrible of a high school experience. Academically, I would say it was, like, around neutral. Um, 
when it comes to like extracurriculars and things like that, I had an absolute whale of a time. Oh my God, some of the best experiences <laughs> I've ever had in my life came out of high school, especially the last two years. Anyway, um, academically it was like, decent, but the biggest change in my academic environment in college that was beneficial for me was just an overall lack of pressure. In college, nobody is checking for you. And that I think sounds scary, but like, I think that I kind of want to look at it from a very neutral paradigm because it means that as much as like nobody is going to hold your hand and like walk you through like doing your homework, like nobody's making you like, nobody's making you like write all of your assignments in an agenda book and then bring it up to the teacher so they can sign it. Like, <laughs> nobody's like, nobody's like, your parents aren't going to call you to make sure that you did all of your homework. Like, but, I mean, they might, but you sh they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Also, it means that, like, there's not really any pressure um, on you, I like, on you that is external um, to a degree. Like, I think that for some people, there are, like, other things that, like, might play into, like, some external factors for, like, their desire to succeed. But, like, when it comes to doing your work and stuff like that, you everything has to be entirely self-motivated. Um, and because of that, like if you choose a good degree program, like Angel was saying that you like, and you choose classes that you're interested in, it really doesn't feel like work. Um, I would say like the workload for college, like, you know, you're probably gonna spend like, um, if you, depending on how you manage your time, you're probably gonna spend like an hour or two like on homework per night. And then like maybe like a little more, um, for like bigger assignments or like smaller assignments, depending on how you kind of allocate your time and how many classes you're taking. Um, but if you, you have a lot of control over your schedule and even with like electives and things like that, you have a lot of opportunities to take things that sound interesting to you. Like I needed to take like a gen ed humanities course. So um, in my freshman year, they like in the in your freshman year, a lot of schools will offer like first year experience classes or like first year seminars um, <clears throat> that are like catered to first year students to kind of help them transition into college. Um, and I took a first year seminar on maternity, race, and policy, and we like went back like all the way back to the time of like slavery to talk about how like race has affected like policies towards women and like maternity policies and things like that. Um, and it was a really interesting humanities course that like allowed for a lot of discussion and things like that. And a lot of really good like idea exchange where we were bouncing off of each other and like getting into healthy debates and things like that. So um, you have a lot of opportunities to like, you know, get into things that you're really passionate about in college. Um, so oftentimes when you're taking classes that are good for you, like you're, it's not really necessarily going to feel like work. And every now and then you're gonna have that one class that you really don't wanna take, but you have to take. Um, but if you're able to kind of balance out your schedule with other things that you really do enjoy, then it kind of helps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I we, have about, we have about, we have about, Four. Wait, did y'all say something? It cut out. No. Oh, I was just saying, like, I really enjoy, like, the lack of pressure on me, like, from other people. Because in high school, I felt like there was a lot of pressure on me, like, from my parents and, like, from my teachers and things like that to do well. But now I have full control over what I do. If I decide not to turn into an assignment, I don't really have anybody to blame but myself. And in a way, I kind of like that because I have full control over my decisions and I have full control over my work. And that motivates me. Yeah, I love doing that. Like, um, Kainoa and I, our friend, um, Olivia, Miss Olivia, I hope you don't mind that I just name dropped you. But um, <laughs> oftentimes, Ooh. like, we'll call each other or we'll talk and be like, is this essay, like, worth turning in, yes or no? And we'll just, like, consult with each other. <laughs> and a lot of times, like, it's fun because I think we all understand that, like, we do work hard. And like we'll do the work that we that we need to and want to do, but we also understand that like if we don't want to turn something in, it's not the end of the world. And Kainoa has helped Kainoa and Juhi and Olivia have helped me a lot with this because yeah. once I came into college and I realized like I have the capacity, like I have the mental capacity, and I have like the skills to get all A's, and like 
I've never had all A's before. I've always had like A's and B's and in math I get like a C or something. But like I've never had like all A's consecutive. Mm-hmm. Never been like this. And so now whenever I feel like my grade is slipping or I'm not going to get an A on something like I go into like this spiral because I'm thinking like like I have to get an A and they really helped me realize like in college it's not that big of a deal. Like it really mm-hmm. is up to you and like one B or like one C is not going to do anything, especially as a sophomore. Like it really mm-hmm. is not a huge yeah. dent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing that uh, Nayla Vinay just reminded me of when you are in college and you like do like you're doing your classes, unless you plan to go to grad school, your goal should be essentially to pass because quite frankly, your employers do not care what grade you got in your class. Yeah. To pass and to like actually take in knowledge yeah. and actually become it's more, more experienced on like that. Yeah, it's more important that you're learning the material than like what grades you get because your employer isn't going to look at your transcript. So unless your plan is grade school or grad school or school <laughs> or like law school, your grades are like super duper important in college. Just pass yeah. class, retain the information. The important part is that you're learning what you need to know to go to the next stage in your life. And for those of you who are planning to go into grad school or planning to go on to some kind of in, into some kind of professional school, um, remember some of you ended up getting accepted to the colleges that you're currently attending with like a B or a C or something like that. The same thing is going to apply for your postgraduate plans. Like I promise you, like one grade that's like not doing so hot on your transcript is not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. Exact period. So <laughs> we have um about four questions left and I don't want, I mean, we're about like at the, the timer thing is like 40, 45 minutes. So I'm going to try and like make them as brief as possible just so this isn't like two hours. I mean, if y'all, if, if that's what the viewers want, then we'll give them what they want. But <laughs> I don't know. My um, timer is sitting at 43. 43. Yeah. Maybe mine's ahead because I was the one who started the call. Probably. We also sat here for a few minutes before the episode started. And now we're having side conversations. Let's just keep going and we'll see what happens. That we know we can't edit out. This is hilarious. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We could edit them out. You cannot. That's a, that's a. (laughs) It sure was. Um, while we're on the topics of jabs, the reason that my timer is ahead is because Kainoa was eating oatmeal. <laughs> okay, and what about it? I see, I was going to stay quiet so we could not have a side conversation, but since we want to do that, I think that my timer is the most accurate because we all started when I came on the call and it's at 42 minutes, but we're probably going to be at 45 by the time we're done with this conversation since y'all want to play with me. Right? <laughs> I mean, we also still talked for a minute when Kainoa joined the episode before we actually started. Anyway, um, let all of this could be solved if you just learned how to edit. I... <laughs> what if I don't want to? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, why? And that's okay. That's... If you don't, then why don't you make it sound to... like it's okay? <laughs> what is your question? Right. Um. Anyway. <laughs> my goodness okay oh my god I wish I could edit that out um so the next question the next question is have you guys have any had any changes in perspective about life try and keep it a little bit brief but like still be deep (laughs) (laughs) Um, changes in perspective honestly this kind of relates to what Kainoa said like last like in the last answer, just that like college, I call college diet adulthood um, in most cases. Cause like I, I live on campus, which means I'm away from my parents. And while I'm not like entirely financially responsible for myself, I do have to like manage my own bank account. And like no one's breathing down my neck about my grades, about going to class. Like those are all things that like I have to motivate myself to do. And like, I have to be responsible for waking myself up. And because I live in a dorm, I also have to clean up after myself. I have to take out my trash, do my laundry, clean my bathroom. All of my spaces are my responsibility. So I think college, especially if you live like in a dorm is a good way to like sort of prepare you for adulthood without like being thrown to the wolves in a sense um because like there's all of this responsibility that is given to you but like 
also they do provide you meals on campus and like your living space is paid for and stuff like that you know like I think that college has taught me a lot about like living on my own in a sense and also navigating adult relationships like with my friends and even romantic relationships and like changes in my dynamics with my family as well I like as I'm growing up my dynamic with my parents has changed quite a bit um and I think that that's something that nobody tells you happens in college but chances are your dynamic with your parents will change and your understanding of like life will change it's definitely because you're meeting so many people from different walks of life you definitely learn a lot about the world that you didn't know before in college so yeah I hope that was brief enough but that's that's my <laughs> College is letting me learn who I am. Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> this is a funny one. And I've had two of these, sadly, within one semester. What were y'all's worst professor experience? Hmm. Hannah, do you want to go first? Do you have an answer to this? Um... Honestly, I haven't had like a super horrible professor. In my spring semester of my freshman year, I'll give you two. In my spring semester of my freshman year, my English 100 professor was just kind of like weird. And like we did like, we had to come up with like a topic that we wanted to do like a persuasive essay on. And like, we had to write like, I think it was like a three page essay. Wait, wait, like, can, I, write, like, can I ask mm -hmm. a question? Mm -hmm. Was your 100 English professor a man? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say we might have had the same one because that was one of my worst ones. Not <laughs> uh, <laughs> all um, the English 100 professors being bad. <laughs> some of them are okay, and then some of them are, like, eh. Um, they just, like, her assignments, like, didn't make sense to me. Like, she was giving us vocabulary quizzes. Like, we were in, like, <laughs> ninth grade. But anyway... <laughs> She, like, gave us one assignment where we had to, like, write an argumentative essay on, like, something. And we had to do, like, the paper. And we also had to do, like, a proposal, like, if we wanted to, like, turn it into, like, a video. Because the end project was going to be, like, a video project. And she made everybody in the class write the paper and, like, make every and made everybody in the class write this, like, three-page proposal. Which, by the way, I didn't end up writing because I was having a really hard time in my spring semester with, like, all of my classes. And I was struggling balancing an extracurricular I was in with my classes. But, like, I literally just chose not to perceive that proposal paper. And then, like... um when we ended up getting in groups for the video project, we had to choose one person's argument to like do. And that became the final project for all of us for the semester. And I was like, so we have to do all of this work, like explaining like potentially what we would do if it got turned into a video only for like four people in the group's ideas to be completely scrapped. Like I, <laughs> it was very frustrating. Um, and it was like a huge waste of my time. And then last semester, um, when the pandemic hit, I was just having like a kind of a hard time with my Japanese professor who was also teaching like my MLL class. She's generally a pretty good professor and like very understanding, but like for some reason, like they like none of my professors were being like super flexible. And this is just a general problem that I think everybody is going through right now. Like none of them were being super flexible with like turning in assignments and stuff like that because they were like, well, I mean, none of y'all are dead. So and I'm like, oh. okay, but we're in a pandemic and I got stripped away from like my environment in a matter of a week. Like everything fell apart on my campus, like in a week. And then we're all at home. Like, um, yeah, and I'm still scared about catching the virus. Like, and they were like, mm -hmm, anyway, um, your assignment is due yesterday and since it was due yesterday you can't turn it in have a great day and I ended up not doing well in either of those classes which was hard for me because Japanese is my major so if I'm not like doing well in classes that are for my major I'm sitting there and I'm like what am I doing but yeah those are just like really stressful like either like classes that are like a waste of my time or like classes that are like where professors like aren't very understanding kind of like frustrate me 
I have been extremely lucky in the sense that I haven't really encountered very many issues with my professors. Like, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about for this question for a hot second, but I have a couple professors that, like, I had, like, mild issues with. They weren't, like, super bad. They were both in my first semester. <laughs> I took, like, a, I took a first-year seminar, which was, like, a, a, essentially a history of photography class. That's not what it was called, I don't think, but all we did was look at historical photographs and talk about history through photographs, and the professor, like, the class was fine. It was a little boring because it was, like, a once-a-week class that met in, like, the archives in the library, and he talked for the entire two and a half hours um, with no break. I was, like, this is awful, um, but he was, like, super nitpicky about things. Like, I passed the class with a B, so I'm not, like, super pressed, um, because my final paper was completely BS and I got a B on it or an A on it, I think. Uh, so I don't really care that much, but there was like an assignment we had to do. We were supposed to take notes and he didn't tell us this ahead of time that the notes had to be like written, like typed out. Um, so I submitted it and he's like, I need you to type this for me. And then I typed it and then he told me I needed to reformat it. I was like, why, why are you formatting my notes? I just, I never understood professors who like, are nitpicky about how you take notes. Like, it's not for you. I'm the one who needs to understand this. Why does it matter to you how it's formatted, you know? Um, so there was that one. And I took a speech class that same semester. And the professor was an older woman who like, seemed really concerned with people's like paying attention in the class. It was an international communications class. So in her mind, you had to be like 100% present at all times in class, which meant you weren't allowed to eat. There was one time in particular, and this is like an 11 o'clock class, you know, so like late morning, some people are about to eat lunch. There was one time we were in class and this kid was like in the back of the room eating a Pop-Tart and she was like, you're distracting the entire class. And I was like, nobody knew until you said anything. Like literally nobody could see him. He's behind everyone. But now we're all looking at him because you had to point out that he was eating in class and distracting everybody. Like if you're distracted, fine, but don't make it about the rest of us. Um, that's about as close to bad professor experiences as I've gotten. I've been really lucky. My professors are usually pretty chill. Me, I feel like either my standards might be too high or the professors I get just like don't have brains. I don't know. That's really harsh, actually. Um, like my English 100 professor, which I thought kind of might have shared the same one. Um, it was just like... I would leave the class distraught and worried and it was mostly just because the content the way that the content like we would talk about subjects that identified with a lot of the students in the class whether it be like religion or ethnicity based and the way that the professor would address some of these topics was just very tone deaf and I could tell a lot of kids were like left like shaken up. <laughs> you see a white man? Yes, but I don't want to give out too information, too much information, because I don't know how many English 100 professors there are. It's fine. I'm just curious. I feel like no, but like of course, all of my, all of <laughs> my worst professor experience, um, experiences have been with white professors. Of course. And I think that's like something that a lot of people of color can relate to, just because having a white professor explain things to you that it might have to coincide with like your own cultural background can be aggravating in a lot of ways. Um, like my second worst one was I had two female white professors and I like asked them to just be more conscious because I was the only black girl in the class. Like everyone else was white. That is so, Yeah. <laughs> Not me um, getting flashbacks, more flashbacks. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like they would often talk about like, black women and like black men in a very sexualizing way and I'd be like after class I'd be like hey that really made me uncomfortable and since I am the only black person in here like I think this would be a better way to go about it so that you're educating the others in here who have not had the same like experience or mm -hmm. who like you may be affirming to them that this is like the correct way to talk about these things and go about these subjects mm -hmm. and they were like oh yeah for sure the very next class they were like um, no. And... <laughs> Not no with a heart. 
literally know with the red heart everything and it was just it really like made me upset because it was a class that I took for my major like I was there taking that class like it was a class I needed to take a required class and I was like I just hate that I have to take time out of my day to be put in like this very uncomfortable and racially insensitive situation three times a week you know excuse me yeah no that definitely sounds like it sucks yeah um but I'm 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 happy that you guys have not had to <laughs> literally <laughs> I hope that your upperclassmen professors are better I feel like they will be from what I've heard I feel like just because like I was a freshman when that happened like yeah I feel like <laughs> why are all of the like worst professors teaching intro level classes <laughs> I'm sorry that sounds so rude um <laughs> But it sounds like all of our bad teacher experiences were all related to like freshman year classes. So, yeah, and I know maybe that should be addressed. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, so my next question and the last question are: What are your most like chair? <laughs> Did I hear a period? I sure said it. <laughs> um, period. What are y'all's most like cherished moments? Cherished moments of college so far okay Keno would you like to go first um <laughs> no because I think like I Do literally like I love everything that I love almost everything that happens to me so I'm like trying to pick something um Do you want me to answer the question first no it's okay I got it um <laughs> I would say okay I'm gonna say two of them so one of them was like joining a well let me stop you right there let me uh -huh. stop you right there um you can only give one <laughs> i'm just kidding. i'm joking so i'm joking funny. anyway um so <laughs> the first one is definitely like joining a dance team because it gave me like a kind of confidence that i didn't really know that i was missing and it like gave me an opportunity to get involved in something that i've like always wanted to be involved in but I've never had the chance to and it's just kind of opened me up to creating in a way that I've never had an opportunity to before and I like got to meet some really cool people and do some really cool competitions and like learn some really cool choreo and things like that so it's been a great time and it's been something that I've really been enjoying and it's something that I've become like quite passionate about um and everything has been kind of hard lately because I haven't really been able to have a space to create in the way that I used to but like um it was definitely really enjoyable for me and like was really pivotal for like my own confidence and things like that and the second thing I think would be um <laughs> this is gonna sound kind of cheesy but I got hired as an RA for my sophomore year <laughs> and um it wasn't necessarily like working the it's job that was like a good experience, but it was just everybody that I met through the job. Mm. Um, because some of the people that I worked with are like now some of my closest friends and some of the closest friends that I've ever had in my life. Um, and it was like my ability to through the job to like meet people who were like my like meet like minded people and people who were just really driven and really passionate and like really involved in their communities and things like that was really awesome. And I got to meet some really, really cool people that I hold really close to my heart. So, yeah. Okay, so um, I, have, I also have two. I'm gonna start with the easier one to talk about, easier being relative. But um, my last, last fall, I got to do a dance performance because I joined, kind of talked about the org earlier, the Filipino American Student Association. After he joined it, he actually brought me to the club and I have absolutely no direct correlation to Filipino culture. I'm Nigerian through and through, but um, they were all really welcoming when I like started going to the club meetings and then Kainoa was interested in participating in their fall event which is semi they do it every fall except for this year um it's like a district event and 
I like participated in it mostly because I had friends who were choreographing for it and it has hands down been one of my favorite experiences in all of college. Like I started dancing because of Kainoa when he like got interested in major definition. I started going to public classes with him, but I wasn't really particularly interested on in doing the competitive dance team thing. So semi was a very like wonderful experience for me and I really hope that I get to do it at least once before I graduate because next fall is my last semester probably so it would be really nice if I could get to do it again because I really really enjoyed it it got me it was a very like amazing experience and I got to meet so many new people and I got like super close to the FASA members because I felt a little bit nervous about like participating in it because I'm not like Filipino and I have no direct correlation to the culture but I really enjoyed semi and shout out to because most of them are really amazing people who I still like talk to very frequently um, and I'm still an active member of the org so um, yeah that was a big one and this one is also going to sound hella cheesy but for a completely different reason because one of my other most significant memories of college has been meeting Kainoa and I hate saying that because it sounds gross but um, <laughs> Kainoa and I met like freshman year of college, our first week on campus because we met before like classes started and we had a class together and within like a couple weeks of classes starting, we were like together all the time. Like he was in my room until ungodly hours at night sometimes, <laughs> be half asleep before he left. And like, it's like become such a big part of my college experience, like having Kainoa around. The semester has been kind of weird. Like we talk all the time. And so this probably would have been relatively similar because of the pandemic and all of that but it's definitely been weird adjustment to him being on the opposite side of the country because so much of like my college experience so far has involved like memories where Kainoa was present and now he's not but yeah that's those are my two most significant college memories I think that's so sweet wow <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was all for the questions. And I want to thank you guys so much for coming on my podcast. And like, you guys are my first guest. Period. It was just so fun. I wasn't sure how this recording thing was going to work, but it looks like it worked out relatively well. So yeah. I'm back. I um, get through an episode without needing to edit all of it. <laughs> I might not edit anything. That's a lie. I'm going to. Oh my God. Oh, wow. You're going to learn how to edit. No, I'm going to crop. What I'm going to do is cut out the beginning where we're like waiting on Kainoa to eat and then I'm going to start it. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much <laughs> Okay, okay. All right, all right. I would just like to point out that this episode is probably going to be roughly the same length as the episode we had with you. So, yeah. Because <laughs> um, ours is like 50-something minutes and it looks like this is going to be roughly the same. So, thank you for having us, though. This was a very nice, constructive conversation about college. I just realized... Kainoa and I haven't talked too much about it aside from like mini anecdotes. This was a nice yeah. look at the college experience. Yeah, you asked me questions that I haven't had to think about in a while. So thanks for like jogging my memories. <laughs> and I you hope can that fix my followers that I yeah, begged. I yeah, thank you all. Yeah, I hope that some of what we said today was like helpful for you, especially those of you who are like on your way to college or just starting out. Mm hmm. And um, this was suggested by, like, I ask my followers every now and then, like, what they want me to start doing in our episodes. So, like, I've already started the music of the week, the song of the week. And this week's song of the week was Dead Men Walking by Brent Fias. And they also wanted me to include, like, a question for the viewers walking away. So my question for, and this is a genuine question, is why do you listen to me on this podcast? Like, <laughs> Why do y'all click on this willingly and listen to me talk for almost an hour? Um, please let me know. And I do thank you for your um, <laughs> streams. I don't know what to call these. Um, but I do want to know. Like, I genuinely don't understand. So I want to know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> please. Um, please. Um, but, yeah, that was today's episode. And thank you guys so much for listening. And all of their links will be up. If you didn't catch it the first time, their Twitter and Instagram is 1BC2BDS. One and two are spelled out. So do you guys have any last comments? 
It was a pleasure to be on today. Thank you so much for having us. I had a great yeah, time. This was a really <laughs> fun experience. Uh, you guys should check out our episode if you want to listen to Nayla Binet talk about podcasting. And yeah. yeah, it was nice being here. We enjoyed this. This is a nice conversation to be had. Yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> not me not knowing how to end this episode. Okay. Please don't you have um, like an outro? <laughs> I literally don't think so. I think sometimes I'll just be like, I'm done for today and I'll just end it. Um, <laughs> well, in that case, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Have a great week, y'all. Yeah. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>